0: Alright guys, welcome to uh, this post-election episode of uh, Politics and Bullshit. Uh, My name is David, I'm the host, and uh, today I'm just doing a really, really quick kind of catch-up on what the hell happened last night. I'm literally in bed recording this episode on my phone. I'm not even doing the whole, you know, computer, microphone, good music intro, outro, setup. No, I'm just me spilling out what's going on. Okay, so post-election update. Where are we right now? Uh it is 2 p.m. West Coast time. So that would be what 5 p.m. East Coast time. Uh right now we are at 253 electoral college votes for Biden, and Trump has 213 electoral college votes. Uh it looks like Michigan was just called literally ten minutes ago for Biden. And uh, that is great for Biden. Uh, technically, if we are looking at where Biden is a clear front runner in Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, etc., he just technically off that just got to 270 electoral college votes. Um, I'll get into some other things in a minute. Uh, so technically, assuming Nevada stays with Biden and Arizona stays with Biden, then Biden has won. Uh, With that being said though, uh, we're still waiting to get votes in, uh, still in Michigan as well, still in Pennsylvania. Uh, Just to go back to Michigan, uh, Trump just attempted to sue today to stop Michigan from counting uh, votes. Uh, It looks like he did not actually formalize that lawsuit but he at least threatened to sue. So we'll, I guess, get some more information on that soon. Uh, in Pennsylvania, there's almost 2 million votes left. Uh, these are majority early mail in votes. So that will heavily skew towards Biden, obviously. And a lot of people are expecting him to definitely gain in Pennsylvania and win it. In Georgia, we are still waiting for votes as well. It looks like I think the New York Times Upshot has Georgia as a uh, lean Biden state right now. And right now we are waiting for some more kind of metro areas to count their votes. So those will probably most likely skew more Biden in North Carolina. It looks like there's still about uh, uh, 117,000 votes left. And they're still counting. It looks like they are possibly not going to have those fully counted until November 12th. Um, they're waiting for, I guess, certain districts to formalize that. They're going to have like some sort of meeting or something, and then they're going to start counting. I don't know what they're doing. Every state's different. So, but anyways, uh, But most likely, North Carolina might stick with Trump uh i haven't looked at to see how many votes trump or i'm sorry uh how how many votes biden is down um i guess if biden were to get majority of that 117,000, that might put him up but that may be a difficult task for biden uh wisconsin uh technically has gone for biden but i believe it is within a one percentage point uh win so there may be a recount there so if say let's say Biden doesn't win Pennsylvania, doesn't win Georgia, most likely won't win North Carolina, but he you know he maintains uh, Arizona, Nevada. So that would literally just put Biden at two hundred and seventy electoral college votes. So that right there, that recount for Wisconsin might be Trump's in to sort of pull some weird shady shit. However, uh, the chances that Trump will be able to, I guess. Um, gain on Biden with Biden's lead of 20,000 some votes that's looking pretty impossible. Uh so anyways, um and then Nevada we're still waiting on apparently we'll get that in for and t- tomorrow. Okay, so uh I think the next question everyone probably may have on their mind is what the hell happened, right? Um kind of like a 2016 throwback in that. All the pollsters were saying this should be either somewhere between a landslide victory for Biden to an easy win for Biden. Technically, it still could be an easy win for Biden, right? Um, Once you throw in the Electoral College votes for Pennsylvania and for Georgia. So Biden's at 270 right now. Pennsylvania, I believe, has 20 Electoral College votes. Okay, so that's 190. Let's say he wins... uh, Georgia. Georgia, I think, has 10 or 11 or 16. I don't know. I'm not looking right now. Uh, I'm just going to say 10. So uh, that would then put him at 300, around 300. So a 300 Electoral College win is, you know, I wouldn't say it's landslide territory, but that's still a decent win. So, um, you know, technically the polls could still be right in that Biden could have an easy win. Uh, Polls were also correct in that increased turnout was everywhere, everywhere. I was expecting increased turnout more so for Biden and not so much for Trump, but Trump even improved on his numbers from 2016. Uh, he improved his numbers drastically with uh, the various Latin communities out there. I think that's probably a little slap in the face for uh team blue. So we we on the left need to kind of look at what's going on there. Obviously Florida, Uh, And even in Texas, those were two indicators of a lot of uh, Latinos switching to Trump. Uh, I'm going to have a whole podcast about uh, minority voters and how Democrats need to ensure and actually fight for these minority votes because Republicans, in a philosophical and even religious traditional way, do have an in with a lot of minority voters, it's just that Republicans tend to not really fight for you know minority rights, uh, but uh, that's you know why minority voters tend to go to the Democrat Party. But sometimes Democrats don't even fight for minority rights, so you know something we need to definitely look at. But I'm going to have a conversation about that more in depth later. Uh, white women also broke for Trump a lot more than expected. This was kind of like a reverse in 2018, in that in 2018 a lot of the uh democrat gains in the house of representatives uh came from the suburbs from women essentially and then we kind of lost a little bit a little bit about a little bit of that in 2020. i would suspect the reason why is because uh trump's kind of you know uh, message on law and order and protecting the suburbs probably worked a lot more than expected um you know, he was really hammering that kind of like fear mongering message and I didn't think it was quite working, but apparently it may have worked to some degree. Uh, for Biden, he definitely gained I mean, across the board as well. Uh you know, definitely there was higher uh you know, African American turnout. In fact, African Americans probably uh, the African American vote's probably gonna save the Democrats, possibly in Georgia, uh, but definitely, uh, you know, they came through in states like Michigan and Wisconsin, and then, uh, and then also Biden's gain with independence. He definitely snagged some independent voters, moderates from from Trump. Uh, it's hard to see where that's the case right now, uh, but in certain states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, a lot of these uh, blue collar workers. Uh, he he definitely appealed to them. Okay, and then just really quickly, uh, I want to go over where the Senate is and where the House is right now. Uh, So right now, um, the Senate is at 48 Republicans and 47 Democrats. There are still five more Senate races to go. Uh, The main one that I'm looking at right now is in Michigan. Um, There is the Democrat incumbent... um, Running against a uh, someone else, obviously. And so uh, since Biden has, has been declared the winner of Michigan, I'm going to go with hopefully that, that incumbent wins. So then that would put the makeup at 48 Republicans, 48 Democrats. Now, there is still a possible maybe winnable race in North Carolina, although that because that's looking more to lean Trump, I wouldn't bet Biden picking that race up. There's two races uh, going on in Georgia. One has been declared a runoff. Uh, Georgia is one of those interesting states where if not one candidate gets a 50% uh, majority of the votes, then the candidates, uh, either the top two or three or whatever, go to a runoff election. So that has been declared, at least for one race. And then we are still waiting for results for the other Senate race with, um, John Ossoff and, uh, I can't remember the person he's running against anyways. Uh, so that is that at least for the Senate, I can't remember where the last fifth one is. And if I'm trying to think, I believe it's in, right. I can't remember anyways. So it's looking like Democrats, uh, well have to win both of those georgian races as well as the one race in michigan um, i'm actually going to double check real fast though about the that last um ccc that i'm missing uh it looks like it is um because unfortunately gideon lost in maine and we were really banking on that and uh so democrat Basically, I think at this point, if they win everything that they need to win, we'll have maybe a 51-seat uh, majority in the Senate. And that's fine if that's where we can get to. That, that is what it is. But I just want to let people know who hear this, any kind of hopes of wanting to you know, pack the courts or uh, make D.C. into a state or Puerto Rico into the state, uh, that's probably not going to happen right now. Okay, and the other race that I'm missing is between Peters and James. It looks like Peters is an incumbent. No, wait, that might be the uh, Michigan Sullivan and Gross. Whose seat is that? I'm just going to chat with you guys while I'm looking this up uh, because I just want to make sure everyone's got the most correct information. Okay, so the race uh, is Alaska. Okay, so Dan Sullivan, who is the incumbent, I believe, is running against Al Gross. Um, Alaska is not fully, fully in right now, but um, it's definitely looking like the Republicans going to win. So if Democrats were to pick up the two Georgian seats and keep the seat in uh, Michigan, uh, that would literally put them at 50-50. So that's not the best outcome. Um, So it's probably not going to happen. So we're probably not going to take over the Senate. And then for the House. Um, this again was kind of like another failure with the polls. Uh, the house was expecting for the Democrats to gain seats and it's actually looking like the Democrats are going to lose seats. The Democrats will hold on to power in the house, but they're going to lose, I think about five plus seats in the house. So, um, you know what? At the end of the day, if we, uh, which looks like we are, uh, you know, we'll kick Trump out. So we, we won the white house. We've kept the house. And we will increase our standing in the Senate by maybe two seats. With a president like Biden, he might be able actually to get things done. Um, But, you know, as a progressive, and if anyone out there is progressive or left-leaning, just know that right then and there, um, there's probably not going to be some major fully progressive policy being done. It's probably going to be water down to a more moderate centrist kind of policy. And we as progressives, left-leaning people need to understand that that is the, the, the paradigm we're in. That is, that is what the American people have chosen and we have to work with that. So going forward, definitely be critical of the Biden administration, but just be fully aware that the administration doesn't have a lot of room to maneuver around. Okay. Uh, so as a progressive, left-leaning person we need to then start of course like i said keeping you know uh, our eye on biden but we need to start looking at the uh, <laughs> the 2022 uh midterms that are coming up in two years now and that's where we have to kind of solidify our our base more solidify our our you know growing hold on power uh side note um you know the uh the squad, you know, AOC, Ayana Presley, Ilhan Omar, uh Rashida, uh who else am I missing, you know, they they actually have grown, you know, there's some really amazing progressive winners uh for the House of Representatives uh this year. So, you know, we should still celebrate our wins and victories where they are, and then we will focus on where we need to grow going forward. Okay, guys, that's all I wanted to do, just a really quick uh, catch-up, um, and thank you for listening. I hope, um, follow me on Instagram, I, I am very active on there, and I post a lot of really good stuff, and it's, you know, if you're into politics, it's, it's fun to follow, and it kind of gives you that nice little reminder of what's going on in the world on your social media, if you're into that. Uh, my name on there is Mr. Hippo, M-R-H-I-P-P-0. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening guys. Appreciate it. And I'll be back out with a legit po- podcast, uh, you know, hopefully the next day or so have a great day. Bye.